Georgia. Welcome to the Prepare My Mission podcast, where our mission is to equip you for an effective mission trip abroad. We do that here by having honest conversations about what it looks like to live out our faith, not only on the international mission field, but here at home as well. Sitting across from me is my wife, Terry. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, CJ. And in this episode, we'll be discussing whether or not mission trips create dependency. We will also answer a listener's question about whether it's better to start your own nonprofit or partner with an existing one. Finally, we'll update you on what new content we have on our website. And with that, let's get started. Terry, here we are back in the Purple Room recording uh, mm-hmm. after a few podcast episodes from our trip to Honduras. Yep. Uh, and then after unintentionally skipping a week <laughs> last week, mm-hmm. uh, we, we are back here recording. Yeah, we, we usually try and do these every other Tuesday, release mm-hmm. these every other Tuesday, and we missed a Tuesday. Yes. Um, but we're back. Uh, basically, I was just at a kids camp all that week last weekend and uh, with our church. I'm not a kid, so I don't go to the kids' <laughs> camp. I help out with the kids' camp. Um, but and uh, after I got home, it was just we were, yeah. I was dead tired. Yeah, we just yeah couldn't get it out. So and you've got yours in a couple of weeks. I do. Yeah, two so weeks. Basically, I work with sixth grade guys. You work with seventh, seventh grade, grade girls. girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we're back. So yeah, you, did, you probably didn't even notice, did you? <laughs> See. So <clears throat> this is going to be an interesting mm-hmm. podcast discussion, which we'll get to in a minute. But I thought I'd start something new. Okay. We'll try it this time, and maybe maybe we won't do it next time. But I've got a quote <laughs> quote of the day or quote oh. of the episode. Okay. Uh, and the quote is, the only thing more dangerous than adventure is routine. Ooh, that's good. You like it? Yeah. So put that on a T-shirt or yeah. a Post-it note and Instagram it or something, right? Is that an anonymous? Well, it's. I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I made it up, but I derived it from a real quote that said, uh, if you think adventure is dangerous, try routine. It's lethal. And uh, I can't pronounce the guy's name that said that, but I kind of reworded it and you know yeah. spun it a little bit. But the idea is that routine holds us back a lot of times. Yeah. So, That's so true. You got to break away from yeah, routine. Absolutely. What'd you think? You like the I like quote it. of the episode? Yeah, why not? A little something different. Yeah. A little something, something. Some cha- I'm flavor, some flavor. Flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you got you gotta, you know, a little salt, a little oregano. Mm-hmm. You got to spice it up spice a little. Spice it up. So, with that, do you have anything else? Do you have a quote of the day? I, well, I could have if I had known. <laughs> you surprised me. <laughs> All right. Well, we will next time. You'll okay. know. I just thought I would just yeah, try it out. That's good. We'll move on to our featured conversation here. Uh, do mission trips create dependency? This is going to be interesting. Stay tuned. Mission trips create dependency. Well, that's a that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about there, and we're going to do our best to talk about it. But um, to kind of give you an idea of how we're going to discuss this, we don't really have like five reasons why or five yeah. reasons why not. We're just going to kind of 
go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have some kind of prompt questions that we're kind of walking through here uh, to kind of give you an idea of what we're thinking. Uh, so we're going to talk about like, why do people say mission trips create dependency? What is dependency? Why is dependency dangerous? And eventually we'll get down to like, how do we avoid dependency and that kind of a thing. <laughs> so that's kind of the, our it's a stream of consciousness kind of yeah. podcast, <laughs> right? Yep. So we're just going to go for it. Hopefully you can follow along. Hopefully it's interesting. Hopefully uh, we'll stay on topic. <laughs> yeah. We don't have, and we don't have all the answers. We're just two people sitting in a purple room, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that should be your expectation. Yeah. Like what would two people <laughs> sitting in a purple room right now have to say about dependency? Right. And that's what you're going to get. Um, so let's just start with that obvious question. Mm -hmm. uh, why do people say uh, mission trips create dependency? Well, um, I think for me, just personally, um, thinking through that is, I think people have a, a general mindset or general idea of what a mission trip is. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's because they've been on a certain trip that um, just provides relief, you know. Um, others just, that's their, that's what they think mission trips are. So I think sometimes if, if that's all it is, is you're going, you know, you go to a, a village or a town and you hand out clothes, yeah. you know, you just meet some immediate needs, you bring new shoes, I mean, things like that, then, okay, we'll see you next year with new ones, you know, Right. Um, then obviously that's going to be the expectation. Yeah. So I think, yeah, people say mission trips create dependency because uh, mission trips, a lot of times in a lot of people people's minds, are all about the handouts. They're all about, right. you're hungry, here's some food. You need some clothes, here's some clothes. Right. And that's definitely part of it because that is what a lot of trips yeah. are about. Uh, we can get into whether that's good or bad or what later. Yeah. Um, but that is why um, a lot of people say mission trips create dependency because they, they're... That's what they think every trip yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. They're, because they're about handing stuff yeah. out for free a lot of times. Right. So now that we kind of established that, like mm -hmm. why people <laughs> say that, to you, yeah. what is dependency? Um, well, for me, I think that uh, dependency is having the belief or creating the belief that you need someone else to survive. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I, that's pretty short and simple, but that's yeah. kind of what I think. Yeah. And like, like always, we did not share our notes. So we kind of <laughs> an answered a lot of these independently. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I kind of thought the same thing. So dependency is when you do something regularly for someone uh, so much so that they become reliant on you to meet yeah. that specific that's need. Good. Right. Yeah. So again, that's kind of the baseline, you know, we're going to get deeper here for sure. <laughs> um, so if that's our definition of dependency, why is dependency dangerous? Um, well, I definitely think there's an element that is dangerous. Um, and I think it's, you lose personal responsibility for mm -hmm. yeah. your circumstances, you know. Um, and I think becoming too reliant on someone else um, kind of sets you up for um, the victim, not a not necessarily a victim mentality, but almost just like a, all right, well, I'm just going to sit back and nothing can be done. I can't change anything. You kind of start to have that mentality. Yeah. Um, and you just wait and wait and wait and nothing ever changes. So it's dangerous to you because it creates a victim mentality in the, the, the person. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I, I would definitely agree. <clears throat> I think dependency is dangerous because, 
it, it does create that mindset, but it also, in the long run, doesn't allow for long-term solutions to take hold. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my thought was, you know, it's kind of like a, a parent-child relationship hmm. that, you know, if, and not that like, you know, missionaries are parents <laughs> and the others right. are children. It's just an example. Yeah. But um, I don't need any angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're getting to that point where sometimes people start poking a little bit, but, um, so, but in a parent child relationship, you know, if if you're a parent and you do everything for your child, Mm -hmm. eventually, you know, they won't take responsibility for themselves to do it themselves. You know, and the perfect example or or common example is laundry. You know, if you do laundry for your child every day until they turn 18, um, then they move out eventually and <clears throat> you didn't give uh, them a chance to develop a long-term solution to do <laughs> the laundry, right? right? <laughs> so eventually when you're not around anymore or yeah. they move out, they're stuck at square one again, not knowing what to do or to take care of themselves right. or the future generations, yeah. right? So Yeah, that's very true. I think I've got one more thought oh, there. Yeah. So um, I think just like you said, it can create a victim mentality, I, I also think it can create and breed entitlement. Mm, yeah. So if if uh, we receive something regularly and consistently, which is what a lot of people think mission trips do, mm-hmm. you know, here's some food, here's some clothes, here's some water, that kind of a thing, and we do it so regularly, um, sometimes you, you know you you breed the potential for people to expect that and to uh, feel like they're entitled right. to it. Yeah. Um, that's a in, good point. In a, an example, the the popular example from, uh, you know, from every sitcom in you know in <laughs> North America is the cooking relationship between like a husband and right. wife. So you know you, you you cook a lot in our house, right? Yeah. And just like in most sitcoms, you know, if the wife cooks a lot, then eventually the mm-hmm. husband becomes. You know, entitled to entitled. Her, they, her they expect yeah. that the wife will take care of dinner and then it's all cheesy, but then in 30 minutes they resolve it and, you know, yeah. you watch the <laughs> 6 o'clock news, right? But the tendency is to grow to expect dinner so yeah. often um, that you become entitled to mm-hmm. it. Like, you you know, Terry didn't cook me dinner tonight. You know, yeah. what's the deal? You know, so that's, that's so the true. other danger when yeah. we, you know, uh, of dependency, when I depend on you to yeah. cook for me. So... Yeah, I mean, you definitely lose. I think that with going with that, you lose the sense of your independency, you know? Like, I mean, when you have that expectation, how do you ever create independent, an independent attitude and mindset for yourself and your family and your community? Yeah, absolutely. Any other thoughts there? Nope, that's it. (laughs) So... All right, so now we're we're starting to dive in a little little deeper here. I don't know how long this conversation is going to go. We were kind of blowing through some of this, but this is still surface levelly. Yeah. So, in your perspective, mm-hmm. do mission trips create dependency? And if so, how? I like that you're having me answer first. <laughs> do you want me to answer first? No, I'll I'll answer. All right. Um, I think it depends on the trip. It's because I'm the host. Yeah. <laughs> when you're the host, you <laughs> can true. make other people answer first and then I can bounce off your idea. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the type of trip. You know, I think it depends on the focus of the trip and the um, re- what what is um, reoccurrent with the trip. So yeah. 
for example, if a trip focuses on relief um, and they visit a community um, every 12 weeks or every six months, you know, yeah. it's that same idea of, well, that trip is probably, depending on what they're doing there, if they're there every 12 weeks to six months and all they're doing is, all right, we're going to come and, you know, bring you guys supplies or bring you, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever yeah. your general relief type things are then that community is going to expect that and so, rely on it. Talk about that for a minute, because we've touched on this in other episodes, but we've mm-hmm. never really, I don't think, drilled down on... Oh, so th- there are two types of mission trips for mm-hmm. the most part. There are relief mission trips right. and there are development mission trips. Right. Can you explain the difference there? Yeah, I mean, a relief trip is <laughs> essentially... Um, like the, I think the best example, real real life example, is with all the stuff with, with in Haiti mm-hmm. when the hurricane hit. I've heard uh, of Haiti. <laughs> there, there are a lot of you know an American Red Cross. They're a great organization that does es- essentially relief, right? So right. you're you're going into a community that maybe lacks essential needs, you know, and mm-hmm. you're you're just meeting those needs. You're meeting the need for food or water, or shoes or yeah. clothes. And then development is working with the community to enable that community to be um, sustainable yeah. on their own without America, you know, yeah. essentially. That's the long-term goal. So, yeah. So relief is, you know, my way of saying it, relief is helping people get to a point where they can start to take control of their own life and situation mm-hmm. again, which is, like you said, usually tends to be after natural disasters and that kind of a thing. And development is what happens after a person is able and ready to change their life and their community. So the key is uh, when you're develop, you know, when you're on the developing side, the key is not to do for someone else, but to do with someone else. You're helping them develop. Yeah. Uh, You're kind of the wind in their sail. But the problem is that sometimes organizations, not all for sure, right? But sometimes organizations don't differentiate between the two, which is where issues tend to develop, right? right? So so we can go back to what else you had in mind there as far as like do mission trips create dependency if you want. I know I took us on that tangent between relief and development. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think that's actually a good point because I think it kind of ties into, honestly, what I was going to say is, that I think if, if a trip just focuses on or doesn't differentiate, right, mm-hmm. um, just focuses on the relief aspect, there there's never you never see a lasting change within the community. Yeah, and I think that's when it becomes dangerous. I don't think general relief is dangerous in and of itself, and I don't think meeting those initial needs are dangerous. I mean, I think those are definitely things that are needed, you know, um, but. When that's all you do, and, and that's where you stop, you don't you don't ever make the transition to development. Mm-hmm. It becomes dangerous. Yeah. That's that's I guess my opinion. Yeah. So, I, so the way I would sum it up is, <coughs> sorry, I'm having issues. <laughs> uh, is doing for instead of doing with is what creates dependency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you do for somebody uh, instead of doing with them. Just like that parent-child thing, uh, that's where you have things like the victim mentality or entitlement and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff starts to creep in yeah. uh, and a lack of a long-term solution yeah. after you're gone. So, but getting deeper, so this is where, this is where I think our conversation is going to get really interesting. 
there is a balance that has to be found, right? Right. So, <laughs> so in my experience on trips, uh, years and years and years ago, a lot, honestly, a lot of organizations are doing a better job yeah. of figuring this out for sure, right? Yeah. Um, in my experience, especially on some of the earlier trips I've been on, uh, there were there were rules that there are no gifts to be given ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind it, and I get it, is that we're trying to create the right culture. Right. Um, and, you know, when you're dealing with many teams and a lot of people, sometimes it's easier just to lay down the law. But for instance, you know, there have been times when I've been like doing construction or something like that. And I've got a specific story in mind where we were, uh, you know, digging trenches for some water lines with a pickaxe. And, uh, I broke a pickaxe, you know, mm -hmm. like they're old and ratty and that kind of thing. And I hit the ground and, you know, it snapped or whatever right. and I broke it. And there's a hardware store right down the street, right? Mm -hmm. And I could have just gone and purchased one and continued to work. But because obviously it's a pickaxe, I'm not going to be able to take <laughs> it home. So I would just end up leaving it there, right. right? I was advised, no, you know what? You can't do that. We can't, you can't go buy one because... You and you would end up leaving it with the community, and that's a gift. Oh. So we can't do that. You wow. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm. So like things like that, where sometimes it's so cut and dry mm -hmm. that it, it it creates even more issues. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there obviously has to be a balance that has to be struck, which is where I think um, where I think Jesus is a really interesting figure to to insert in all of this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this is probably the, mo the most interesting part yeah. that I'm excited about talking about is I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Did you th do you think Jesus created dependency by serving and healing people so freely? No, I don't think so. All right. So I, I mean, why? that's okay. So that's so just I'm my just throwing this reaction. out there at you, yeah. right? No, I don't. Um, I mean, Jesus was extremely generous with meeting, you know, once he was in, in that ministry time, he met needs all the time. And um, I, I think, though, when you think about Jesus, and maybe not 100% of the time, I mean, we obviously weren't there, but for the most part, he would heal someone, he would meet their immediate need, right? right. Their physical, their um, emotional, whatever, their immediate need, but then he would go beyond that and meet a spiritual need right and send them off you know and essentially say okay now it's up to you yeah you know um and i think that's you know i think that's the structure that that we should handle our mission trips or, yeah. or you know however i mean uh, you I go you, you meet the immediate need but and then you enable them to go and do the same thing exactly. for others essentially exactly and that I is think, what jesus did yeah. he, you know he would uh, basically, you know, with his disciples, he took them under his, his wing mm -hmm. and he, uh, you know, he served his disciples and he um, basically enabled them uh, as Jesus left to go and do the same thing for others right. to heal and to serve and to preach and all that kind of right. stuff. So I definitely see that. But let me poke a okay. little bit more. <laughs> so Jesus fed 5,000, you know, several times or whatever. He fed people all the time, yeah. right? But specifically, he was feeding the 5,000, and he apparently didn't think it was a bad idea just to hand out food to right. thousands of people. So do you ha have anything there? That's or my opinion me? on that. Yeah. Um, I think it goes back to, and, I, and I've always thought this way, um, I think it goes back to 
um, meeting the initial need. So, yeah. for example, if I'm sharing the gospel with with someone um, who is e- even say homeless, okay, someone who's mm-hmm. homeless. And yeah, because a lot of people would say, "Hey, feeding even the homeless in downtown Atlanta is just it's a bad idea." You know, you're this, just enabling yeah. them to to stay Continue. in that situation. Right. And so, my my opinion, I guess, is if I'm trying to share the gospel with someone who's say homeless, you know, or they have a serious, I mean, they're, they're starving, they're hungry. What, what are they going to be more focused on mm-hmm. their hunger or what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that in a lot of ways you have to, you have to be able to recognize when you need to meet an immediate need first, one, it, it gains that it almost kind of gains that trust, you know, someone, Oh man, you know, okay. They gave me food. I'm going to listen to what they have to say, mm-hmm. but it also enables them to now be able to, focus and, and hear you. Um, and I think that's, you know, when, when Jesus probably had thousands of people, they're all hungry, but he's wanting to, um, one, yes, be generous, but also meet that need. So whatever he was teaching at the time, they, they automatically were like, oh man, you know, yeah. I'm going to listen to this guy. He just gave us food. He did a miracle, of course, in most cases. Um, and I think it gains that you know, they're automatically engaged. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. And that's pretty much what I had written down. Mm -hmm. It's just that Jesus knew that by serving freely, you know, he was giving people hope because, uh, you know, an empty stomach or to move away from that example, if you've got a a soggy bed because your metal roof is leaking or whatever, uh, oftentimes those, you know, that leads to a hopeless mindset, right? you know, or it it deprives people of, you know, of, of hope. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have a better way of saying that, but if you're physically well and you're in a, you know, when you're physically well, you're in a better position to, to listen and, and to be engaged with Mm -hmm. what Jesus, Jesus was saying. And I think it's the same with us. Because I mean, the, the whole point of mission trips, right, is ultimately, to make disciples of nations, right, and and bring people to God. I mean, that's that's ultimately the point. Um, and I I think that uh, meeting the needs is great. I think development is great. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the whole point is, you know, we want them to meet Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. and um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with yeah, that, but that no, was just a, a. I think up what you're there. getting at is. And kind of going back to my example of, you know, uh, you know, you can't buy a pickaxe because technically that could be interpreted as a gift or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's just kind of like, really? You know, like I'm here and now I'm standing here, can't do anything, right? right? Um, but there's, I think what I'm trying to get at is that ministry and mission work is much less black and white than just yeah. no gifts or gifts or relief or development or, you know, right. you know what I mean? That... You know, we often hear the saying, or at least I do, and you know, we do in the mission world, is that <laughs> mm-hmm. we should offer a hand up, not a hand out. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah, I've heard that. And it's true in many cases, but we have no idea what a person's story is. We we have no idea how much hope a person does or does not have. Right. And you know, you can glean a little bit by looking at someone's physical appearance, whether or not they're physically able or capable or whatever. But that's about it. And. Mm-hmm. So to say, you know, you're going to offer a hand up and not a hand out is basically making things, in my opinion, too black and white. Right. You know, Jesus healed uh, 
many people, and I think that's part of the reason why Jesus healed yeah. some people and not others too. Right. Is, you know, there are several instances where Jesus is almost walking through the crowd and heals one specific person. Right. And maybe that's because he knew in their heart that they weren't looking for a handout. They were hopeless people looking for hope. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, that I, I'm sure that tons of people were always clamoring for Jesus, looking for that handout, mm -hmm. looking for that, you know, give me something for free or give me some free right. food or whatever. And then you have the other people, you know, uh, on the sides that are... for more yeah. than just that. Yeah, absolutely. And to those people, he was willing to just hand something yeah. out, like healing to them or food. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, really complicated in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I followed. That was good. So... I definitely think that if we're going to lean on one side, development is the way to lean yeah. because we want to we want to create long-term solutions. Right. But at the same time, to say... Only you can't... To say that yeah. one is better than the other or you can only do one or right. the other. I, th I think that um, every situation is personalized, you know, yeah. so... I think that kind of like what you're saying with Jesus, Jesus met people's specific needs according to who they were and where mm -hmm. they were. And I think that um, to just generalize a community and say, okay, we're just going to do one, you know, and then completely shut out any other options, you know, because you may go with a development mindset and then you get there and you meet another part of the community that needs relief. Yeah. You know, and you have to just be able to be led by the spirit in that, you know. You have to, there has to be balance. There has to be balance and you have to understand the difference, but also that both are needed in certain certain times and that both are good and both are, you know, pointing people to Christ. Um, yeah. so. You have the verse that says freely you have received, freely give. And then, and I don't know what the context of that yeah. was off the top of my head, but then you have, and I have this one written down, Second Thessalonians 3.10, where Paul says, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Yeah. So you have like two, <laughs> and that's, that's just kind of, I mean, I mean, that's just what faith and ministry and all this stuff is about anyways, that you always have these contrasting yeah. thoughts or, you know, in the Bible, you know, that you're saved by grace, but also, you know, you're... Your, you know, your faith is made known by your you works work, and that right. kind of a thing. Just like we have, you know, freely give. Just like we have that juxtaposed with mm -hmm. <laughs> with uh, the one who is un unwilling right. to work. You know, should not eat. eat. Yeah. So is that too yeah. too in depth, or is yeah, that, you feel good. good about that? Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> like I said, we're just two people <laughs> sitting in a purple room, so this is what you get. Um, trying to stay on topic. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a deep topic. It is. Uh, and it is really just not as black and white as sometimes I think we like mm -hmm. to make it, you know, ministry is messy. Yeah. So let's just wrap this up by, you know, how do we avoid dependency? Because we can all agree that dependency is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And we can, I think we can agree that mission trips definitely have that potential. Yeah. Like even if you start, you know, with development in mind, you know, if we if we do bend too much the other way, mm -hmm. it can create issues, right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't handle even the development aspect appropriately, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a way to do development in a community and a way to not do development. Yeah. And I remember the team we went with. Uh huh. Something he said is, "There's all even before you go into a community, there's always an exit strategy." Yeah. And I think that's huge because that 
that tells me that they are they're there to be your wind and you know be the wind in their sail but they have an exit plan they're not going to be there forever right and so that kind of keeps your i think with that mindset that keeps your focus on on point on point yeah yeah and it helps you evaluate okay where did we start where are we now and here's our exit plan how far are we from that you know yeah. and i think being able to evaluate those and and see the growth and see um, where communities come, that's how you avoid it. You know, you know what the end plan is. Yeah. So, so that was great. <laughs> that was great. That's a great quote, you know, yeah. that you begin with. What, what was it? Um, before you enter a community, you always have an exit strategy. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, uh, just a few thoughts. I've got uh, six points, if you will, just one, just like a few words. <laughs> you paused and looked at me. Okay. <laughs> just a few points on how to avoid dependency. It's just super simple. Yeah. It's not really six points, just six thoughts. Mm-hmm. The first is move slowly, praying all along the way. Uh, that I think sometimes we get into trouble with creating dependency because we move in too quick. We see we're overwhelmed by the need mm-hmm. and we just give, 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 give. Yeah. And that's what creates issues. Yeah. You know, if we move slowly, okay, you know, yeah, I see uh, you're hurting there. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Let's, let's, okay. Now let's move back and let's refocus right. and recenter and get back on point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Move slowly, praying along the way. Number two, feel out the situation. Like I've said 10 times, you know, it's just not black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you need to offer a hand up or a hand out um, makes a great quote, but sometimes you have to yeah. give people a hand up. Um or a handout. Yeah. Either one, right? You got to feel it out. <laughs> right. Um, number three, understand that dependency is not a black and white issue and that every person and situation is unique. Number four, surround your mission team with wise counsel so that you don't make a purely emotional or purely bureaucratic decision mm. that, you know, it. a lot of times we tend to lean one way or the other. Right. Um, making just acting out of our emotions or Mm -hmm. acting out of, nope, this is the policy, no gifts ever. This is what we're doing, you know? And that just doesn't always work um, when you're in such a relational industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Number five, always um, focus on development and uh, always make development the long-term goal of any project. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then number six, this is the last one. <laughs> See, I have to point somewhere just to wrap it up, right? Uh, number six, know that God is not handcuffed by our mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and he is still accomplishing his purposes, even though we may not get it right every time. That's good. I thought That's I'd good. end on that yeah. positive note. Yeah, because you don't want to feel, you don't want to walk into a situation feeling handicapped because yeah. you don't know, oh, you know, what do I do here? And it's I mean, not something to be scared of. Yeah. You know, it's just something to be aware of and to talk through and to, yeah. you know, and to educate yourself yeah. on. I just, I think that you and I are just passionate about this because we've kind of grown up, you know, at least in the past, you know, 10 years. I mean, we've been involved in the missions world and we've learned a lot through that, through mm-hmm. through mistakes we've made and through experiences we've had that um, we aren't sure maybe where what the outcome was, you know, or we've just, we've learned a lot and we're passionate about this. And, um, and I think that's why we feel, you know, it's important to talk about and, yeah. um, to consider. Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Anything else? Any last? No, nope. <laughs> that was my last thought. <laughs> <laughs> that was a much. That was a longer conversation than I thought. Uh, we're past the thirty-minute mark. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right. Well, we will move on to our listener question for this week. So stay tuned. This week's question comes from Jordan. Jordan emailed us at podcast at preparemymission.com and asked, I've been on mission trips each of the last four summers and I feel like it's time to take the next step. I've been thinking about starting my own nonprofit in Haiti to help some of the tent cities down there to recover into thriving communities. Is it a good idea to try and start something myself or should I find an organization that is already doing this and help them instead? (laughs) <laughs> you just stare at me. Um, are you wanting me to answer? Or uh, it doesn't matter. Do you, go, I know this go is, ahead. This I'll, is a brand new I'm question. I'm formulating to you. some thoughts. But you can go ahead. I always get the upper, have the upper yeah, hand because true. I I have you, all this stuff prepared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, copy paste the question and right. stuff. But um, so I think, uh, well, right off the bat, this verse has been pretty fresh in my mind. Is Ecclesiastes four twelve says. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm. And the idea behind that is that we're always stronger together than apart. Mm. So if you can join and partner with an already existing organization, uh, you're, 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 um, I think you're multiplying your personal impact because you're joining a team and joining a strand, joining a cord and making it stronger and more powerful and more impactful than you would be on your own. Yeah. Um, So I think if you can join an already existing organization, you don't have to rebuild the wheel. You don't have to start from zero. Right. Um, You can shortcut many of the learning curves that are associated with starting a new organization. Uh, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. You know, it's... You know, there, people say, oh, it'd be a good experience to start your own thing or whatever. And that's probably true, but there will no doubt be plenty of, you know, other things to learn when you join right. a, an, or partner with an already existing organization. Yeah. But I, I also think that it's important to make sure the organization, if, if you were to go down that route, right, uh-huh. um, the organization is already doing a good job. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think there's... You can join anybody, you know, and get some things done, or you can find an organization that is doing doing a great job and then really, really multiply, you yeah. know. Um, I definitely think that. But I, but then I think there's also, it depends on what kind of relief you're wanting yeah. to, you know, or organization, what it's about. I mean, if there isn't one that exists, then yeah, yeah probably, you know, probably yeah, I have, start one. I have that written down too, oh. but you just beat me to it. You're good. <laughs> You know, if it's not what I wrote down is if you know if it's not practical or convenient to work with an already existing yeah. organization, you know maybe it's far away, maybe they don't believe the same things, even if they are doing a good job, whatever. Yeah. Then you know it, it you know might be appropriate to start your own. I think the one thing about that is just making sure that you don't want to start something just because so that you can be the one that started right. something. Yeah. Uh, because that's just pride yeah you know that's not helpful that's just prideful so i think that's the only thing you gotta yeah. watch out for if you're gonna start something yeah yeah everybody wants to start a nonprofit. Right. yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah well we all want to be a part of something big right yeah so and we all want to be the one at the at the, the head of it yeah you know absolutely. it's just that that's thing the tension in that we have to deal with um 
That's it. Is that it? That's all I got. I think that's great. We don't need to ramble. If you have a question that you'd like answered, you can email us at podcast at preparemymission.com, just like Jordan did. We don't get that many questions, so <laughs> we will probably use it. Uh, or you can send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You can mail us something if you can find our address. <laughs> you can show up at our door and knock and... No, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to what's happening on the website. We have one new article on the website. It's how to stay involved in missions after your mission trip. So if you went on a summer mission trip and you had that feeling when you got home, like, darn, man, that was just like, man, I want to keep doing something. You know, it doesn't have to stop with your week of serving. Uh, and we give you uh, several ideas to get you going. We'll have a link to that in our podcast notes, or you can just visit preparemymission.com slash involved. What if I was like preparemymission.com slash how dash to dash stay dash involved dash. You'd pr- probably nobody would go. <laughs> um, and that's it. Anything else? Nope. You give me the nod like, yep, yep wrap it up. That's it. <laughs> and that's it for this episode of the podcast. We'll have another podcast for you two Tuesdays from now, maybe, <laughs> if we can keep to our schedule this time. And that would be September 21st. Um, between now and then, don't forget to check out our newest article um, that I just mentioned, preparemymission.com slash involved. Uh, you can also check out the show notes for this podcast as well as previous episodes of the podcast at preparemymission.com slash podcast. Finally, if you visit preparemymission.com, you will find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. We hang out where all the cool kids are, uh, and you can connect with us all week long and be encouraged by posts and tweets and that sort of thing. And that's it. Until next time, I'm CJ. I'm Terry. And thank you for listening. <laughs>